This is Dan Fleisch, and this is the second podcast for Section 4.2 of A Student's Guide to Maxwell's Equations. This one's about del cross B, the curl of the magnetic field, and the relevant section of the text begins on page 102. This expression is, of course, the entire left side of the Ampere-Maxwell law, and it is simply the curl of the magnetic field. Remember, all magnetic fields, whether they're produced by a physical conduction current or by a changing electric field, loop back on themselves. And if a field loops back on itself, there must be at least one point about which the circulation of that field is not zero. If you're fuzzy about what the circulation of a vector field means, look back on page 65 or listen to the relevant podcast. And if you want to know about the circulation of the magnetic field, look back to page 85 or listen to that podcast. The reason it's important for you to understand the circulation of a vector field is because when students see magnetic field lines looping back on themselves, it's a common mistake to think that since those lines are curving and specifically curving back on themselves, the curl of that vector field must be non-zero everywhere that field is curving. That's not what the Ampere-Maxwell law tells you. And you can prove that mathematically by considering the circulating magnetic field around an infinitely long, perfectly straight wire. You can see a picture of that field in figure 2.1, which is back on page 46. And the expression for that magnetic field is given in table 2.1 on page 47. I've reproduced it in the middle of page 102 for you. It says that B, the vector magnetic field, is equal to mu zero i over 2 pi r times phi hat, the azimuthal unit vector. That says, of course, that the magnetic field in the vicinity of an infinitely long, straight, current-carrying wire decreases as 1 over r. To find the curl of that field, it's easiest to use cylindrical coordinates, and the expression for curl and cylindrical coordinates is back on page 78. I've also written that out in the middle of page 102. There you see what the curl of B is. It's got an r-hat term and a phi-hat term and a z-hat term. But in this case, B, the magnetic field, does not have a radial component or a z-component. It has only a phi-component. When you substitute that in, you get the last equation on this page, which tells you that the curl of B is equal to zero. So how is it that with these curving magnetic field lines that circulate back on themselves, the curl is zero, at least at some points, in that area? The thing to remember is that the Ampere-Maxwell law says that the curl of the magnetic field is non-zero at the precise locations where either current is flowing or an electric field is changing with time or both. It does not say that the curl of the magnetic field is non-zero in regions near a location at which electric current is flowing. For the curl at any given location to be non-zero, there must be either current flowing at that location or an electric field changing with time at that location. So how does a curving magnetic field have zero curl at some locations? The trick is to look both at the amplitude and the direction of the field in a diagram such as that shown on the top of page 103 in figure 411. If you look at the A part of the figure first, you'll see three arrows representing the magnetic field. The center of curvature is well below the bottom of this figure. Notice that the lines are slightly farther apart as you move up the page. That's to indicate that the field is weaker at the top of that little paddle wheel than at the bottom. 
And remember, the way we test for the presence of curl is we imagine holding that little paddle wheel by an axis that allows us to dip the paddle wheel into the field. And if this field represented the flow of a fluid, we check whether that paddle wheel would rotate. Now, when you first look at this diagram, you might say, of course it does. Look at the left and the right paddle. The flow is going upward on the left paddle and downward on the right paddle, so this thing looks like it might rotate clockwise. But now consider the strength of the field. Remember what we said, since the field lines are farther apart as you move up the page, the field is weaker at the top of the paddle wheel than at the bottom. We said the magnetic field is decreasing as 1 over r, where r is the distance from the origin. Well, in this case, the top of the paddle wheel is at a greater r than the bottom of the paddle wheel, so the field is getting weaker. Now look at the b part of the figure. There we see the left paddle is getting a slight upward push, the right paddle is getting a slight downward push. But look at the push on the top and the bottom paddles. They're both getting pushed to the right. But the top paddle is getting a weaker push to the right than the bottom paddle. And if the field decreases precisely as 1 over r, then the difference in the strength of the field above and below the point will exactly compensate for the difference in the direction of the field on the left and on the right, and there will be zero curl at that point. The little paddle wheel at this point would not rotate. Therefore, this is a position of zero curl, even though the magnetic field lines are curving. So just like in the case of divergence, we said you cannot look only at the spreading out of the field lines to determine whether the divergence is positive, negative, or zero at a point. So too in the case of the curl, you can't look only at the curvature of the field lines. You've got to consider the strength of the field as well. And what you'll conclude from that is that at any location away from the point at which current is flowing or the electric field is changing with time, the curl will be zero. Since we're away from that point in these diagrams, the curl is zero here. Now you may say, okay, but what about at the point at which current is flowing or an electric field is changing? That is, at the center of curvature of these lines. To analyze the curl at that location, we have to go back to the original definition of curl given back in chapter 3. Specifically, it's equation 311 on page 76. I've written that formal expression for curl. I've substituted in B as the vector field, and you see it on the top of page 104. There it says the curl of B is defined as the limit as delta S goes to 0 of 1 over delta S times the closed path integral of B dot DL over path C. Remember what we said, we analyze the circulation around the point of interest as we allow our path along which we're computing that circulation to shrink tighter and tighter around the point. If we now make our path a special Amperian loop, that is, a loop on which we know that the magnitude and direction of B are such that it comes out of the dot product and out of the integral, then we get the second equation on page 104, which says the curl of B is the limit as delta S goes to zero of one over delta S times mu zero I over two pi R times the integral of DL, which is just two pi R. Well, the two pi R's cancel and we're left with the curl of B as the limit as delta S goes to zero of one over delta S times mu zero I. But you know what I over delta S is. Delta S is the area enclosed by our loop. Current divided by area is just current density. So therefore, 
This tells you that the curl of B is just mu zero times J, the current density at the point of interest. So if the current density is not zero somewhere, the curl of B is not zero at that point. But if the current density is zero somewhere, then the curl of the magnetic field must be zero at that location. So to summarize, in the case of a long straight current carrying wire, the reduction in the amplitude of the magnetic field away from the wire, the 1 over R decrease in magnetic field strength, exactly compensates for the curvature of the field lines to make the curl of the magnetic field zero at all locations away from the location where the current is actually flowing. We've done this for a physical conduction current, I. We could equally well have done this with the displacement current, I sub D. But the important concept for you to remember here is that the left side of the Ampere-Maxwell law is the curl of the magnetic field, which is non-zero, only at points at which one of two things is happening. Current is flowing, or an electric field is changing with time.